Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. I want to remind you of some things that are coming up. Uh, do I do I want to remind you, or have you already had a moment of, oh no, it's coming? So many times when I mention Advent, which means I'm talking about the holidays, and I'm mentioning Thanksgiving, which is a month away, and then Christmas is one month beyond that, and we've been in a pandemic, and even though Amazon had Prime Days, someone told me yesterday on telephone, day before yesterday, I guess that was the first day, I don't know when it was they told me, that they couldn't even place an order, Prime was so busy. I don't know how that works, the technology, that must have been wild, but there was something you got special over these two days if you bought it at Prime. A lot of things were on special. So they've made Prime Days a holiday. So you know how we made Black Friday a holiday? We made that a Black Friday. Black Friday is a holiday. It's on the calendar, Black Friday, which is shopping the day after Thanksgiving. Well, now in October, we have Prime Days, and that's a holiday. I don't want to even open that conversation today with you. But I want to say that it, I want to remind you that it's coming. And so I, I always want to talk to you about getting ready. We have lots of available resources on the website, the Home for Christmas conference, which I would encourage you to watch. It's, I think it's four hours of material. Invite a couple of friends in, have a cup of tea or whatever beverage and Get some ideas going and flowing and ideas for preparing and getting ready. Christmas is coming. We're going to be talking about Advent materials. Uh, we always have an Advent candle. This year, our Advent candle is going to be slightly different, and we're going to see how you like it. But those candles will be up and available any day now. Get them, get them early because you need to have them for the first day of uh, December to start your Advent time. Then we also have a couple of books that we always have. The Big Book. Everybody calls it the Advent Big Book. And it's a cardboard page book that's a pop-up book, an open-the-doors book. We've carried it for years. It's a quite expensive book in the $50 range, but it makes a fabulous gift for a family. It makes a fabulous wedding gift, and it's a book that keeps on giving, literally. My husband and I, even with no kids at home, and not even the grandkids aren't little, but we all have it out every year. We'll talk about Advent candles, and we'll talk about the red plate, which we finally got in from Germany, and we have some. I don't know how long we'll have them, so if you're thinking about a red plate, please get to it so we don't have to turn you away. But I want you to do this. I'm going to give one red plate away in the next 30 days, just one, okay? So you're going to have to really compete for our judges, and here's the question. The reason why you want this plate, and one little caveat, you have to subscribe to win. So if you want to enter, you have to subscribe, and then you have to answer the question, and our judges will pick the best answer and send you a red plate, a red plate in time to use for the holidays.
okay? So that's a little bit about stuff and things going on. And I'm not at a very good time of the year, but I think I feel persuaded that I'm going to talk to you uh, about uh, the areas that we talk about with regard to family and child rearing in the next 30 days. Between the middle of October and the middle of November, and I don't know how many I'll get in, I have way, way, way too much material. But I want to introduce you to a couple who I have mentioned their name before, my husband always laughs about this couple because uh, she lived to be 98 and he died at 73. And he's always saying, you know I'm going first. And I say, stop that, you're not going first. Well, the stats are that husbands die first, but she lived a really long time after he died, uh, kind of like Alexander Hamilton's wife did. And because of that, she had some writing time and writing experiences that her husband did not. He was Francis Schaefer. Francis Schaeffer, a crazy wonderful man, a philosopher who came to faith late in life. He died at 72 in 1984. He was considered a Christian philosopher in the evangelical church. He was a leader and an author, and he was married to Edith, who had many names, Edith Rachel Merritt Schaeffer. And their story is quite amazing. Their biography, their vita, their accomplishments are staggering, just staggering. Francis himself was born to German and English ancestry, but here in America. He graduated magnum cum laude the same year that he married Edith who happened to be a daughter of missionary parents who had been with the China Inland Mission, which was founded by Hudson Taylor. Now, this is quite a, quite a dichotomy of people. Schaefer then enrolled in the Westminster Theological Seminary and started his work on a doctorate. So he was a philosopher who came to faith and then wrote and stood before audiences in a philosophical approach speaking of Christ. Now, he died in 1984, and I came to faith in 1967, okay? 1967. And I don't know why. I have, I, I have no idea. No one has ever said to me, and I've mentioned this on air several times, and I think in my circle of people who I've known for a long time, did you tell me to go hear Francis Schaeffer? Did you tell me? Did you hand me a flyer? I don't know even how, but I had just come to faith. I was not yet 20 years old. And Francis Schaeffer was speaking in the city of Chicago, and I got on the public transportation and went and sat in this small auditorium. I think it was at the University of Chicago, and a small auditorium, maybe a couple of hundred people, and my mouth, I, I can still remember the feeling of listening to this man. He, he would have been called a hippie, I think, as far as how he looked. He had white sort of bald hair. My husband is quite bald, has been bald most of our life. He went bald at 26 or 27, and he just got balder. He always says his, his receding hairline has receded, and then he says, no, I think it's still receding. But he would love to grow the rest of it out and wear a ponytail like Willie Nelson. 
And really, it's not a look I like, but if he wanted to do it, I guess he could. But that was Francis Schaeffer's look. He had a long white beard, a ponytail, long hair in the back, and his wife was stunning, Edith. And, and he was a brainiac. He was so cerebral, so brilliant. And I, I can tell you that I don't remember one thing he said that night. But I remember, like it was yesterday, the overall net effect on me. I was young, I was impressionable, and I saw this couple, this man speaking about Christ and about what he believed the relationship between a human being and Christ would be, uh, uh, was just staggering to me. Um, they moved to Switzerland in the late 40s. Um, they were both born in the early teens of 1900, and they established a community called Labrie, L-A-B-R-I, and it was a French word which meant, um, defined was the shelter. Uh, they served both the philosophy and the spiritual community, and Labrie attracted thousands of young people and later was expanded into a number of countries, Sweden, France, the Netherlands, Canada, even here in the States. I think the original one is the only one that still lives. In my own words, I will say to you what I think Labrie did and was, and I considered making the two-year commitment myself. I tell a story about uh, sponge cake and noodles that Edith uh, told in one of her books. But Labrie was a place where you went to make a two-year commitment to live in community with 23 or 4 other young adults, live in community, work in community, and grow in Christ in community. Now, when I look back on that, I... I can clearly see why I wanted to do that. I had never been in community, uh, and I, I craved it. I hungered for it. Mm. It was not to be for me, but it became a bastion of young followers of Christ who were thinkers and desired doing what God had called them to do, and they sent out these young men and women um, to many places around the world. So I'm going to recommend to you any book written by the Schaefers. Um, the book that comes to my mind, which was the most, um, I don't know, maybe the most life-forming for me, maybe it was his first book, and it was called How Then Shall We Live? I think there was even a follow-up of that book and a film um a film, something about a film production about how then shall we live. Maybe it was a series of videos um, or lectures that they made in video form. Searching for something more. There was so, I don't know how many he wrote. I probably should look up and find out how many books he wrote. But anything he wrote, read it. Read it once, put, save it on yourself, and read it twice. And then Edith, who was his counterpart in every way, 
uh, talk about a mutuality of marriage, an agreement of marriage. Many people actually attribute Edith with the idea of Labrie. She wrote um, Hidden Heart of Homemaking. Oh, I love that book. It, it was the hidden art, and it talked all about art and homemaking as an art, an art form of a sort. And then um, two books that I'm going to talk to you about in the next few weeks. And the first one is What is a Family? What is a Family? And I remember my first read of this book, What is a Family? And it was written in 1975. I think my first read of it was in the early 80s. It lodged in me that there are some concepts that I forgot until I opened this book again that were Edith's idea that I have incorporated into my life and my history, like a shelter in the time of a storm. What is a family? It's a shelter in the time of a storm. What is a family? It's an economic union. What is a family? It's a museum of memories. How many times have I talked about the importance of memory making that lasts a lifetime? And then she did 10 things parents must teach their children and learn for themselves. Okay? Now, I know you're going to be surprised what the 10 things are. Let me see. What comes in 10 that's theological? Oh, commandments. Yes, kind of an unusual way to blow out the end of the year before we start talking about Advent. And this year, I think I'm going to do quite a bit of this year about what it takes to welcome Christ in your home at Christmas and what it takes to welcome others in your home at Christmas. So be, be on ready for that, okay? These people who God brought to himself who did so much for so many around the world, may not be names you know, but I want to help make them be names that are known to you. So in the weeks to come, look forward to a series that is simply called, the title of Edith's book, What is a Family? Written by Edith Schaefer, um, described and lived by Donna Otto, to all of you who listen to Modern Homemakers. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of learning new things. 